Hello, I've been asked to share my world-famous hot chocolate soup recipe. You two can make world-famous hot chocolate soup in six easy steps. Step one. Get hot chocolate mix. Step two. Drive home. Step three. Open hot chocolate container and get a spoon and spoon some of that powder into a mug. Step four. Pour water into a water boiler. Step five. Wait for it to boil. Step six. Pour water into mug. Oh shit. Oh. What? Oh, I, I'm at step six and it's not soup yet. Uh, what if you just added a few more steps? You think I could just do that? Boy, why not? Oh. Okay, step seven. Stir. Step eight. Pour hot chocolate into a soup bowl. Step nine. Get a spoon. Step ten. Lift spoon into mouth. Say, holy fucking shit, this is the best hot chocolate soup I've ever had. Fuck me, right in the fucking hoop ball. If you'd like to buy hot chocolate soup, please do. Thank you for listening. Oh, you did such a good job, honey. Oh, people are really going to love hot chocolate soup. You did it. Thanks. The views and opinions expressed in the following episode of This Week in the West Kootenays do not necessarily reflect those held by BC legend Steve Nash. Listener discretion is advised. This Week in the West Kootenays Welcome to This Week in the West Kootenays. I'm your host, Tim, and on this particular program, which is episode 19, we have the Tar Holes. That's right, the Tar Holes are stopping by for a chat. And fucking also sit down with my friend Bobby. You know what else I do? That's right. Talk about yurts with Kirk. Lacey Six Bits. On the next episode of Lacey Six Tits. You better watch out, boys. These two tits are... Guns. The bad guys find out a little bit too much about tits. Get back out of your spaceship, suckers! These two tits are laser tits! You can't even escape Earth. The tits will get you. Boy, how long I out from saving the Earth once again? I'm gonna put some cream in my coffee now with one of my tits. She bakes delicious bread with her sixth tit. When the kids get home, it's nice to have a fresh loaf of bread that I bake with my sixth tit. It's called Sixth Tit Bread, and you can get it online now at sixthtitbread.ca. Lacey Six Tits. You ever go on Facebook and then you read the comments of a thing because you, you're you like, oh, that's an interesting post. I bet you there's some comments. Just to see some of the savage things people can say. So Kirk came over and we talked about the yurt a little bit. Someone was selling a yurt. And 
Kirk is here, and here's a here's a yurt for sale. Did you see? You saw this one. You said. Do you remember any of the comments that you read? Uh, who wants to live in a moldy shit show? <laughs> uh, you pay fourteen hundred dollars to live in the middle of nowhere and up in the valley. Yeah, that's a good one. So this lady's selling this yurt. My life circumstances have changed, so I'm selling my one year old twenty. Like it goes into deep detail. Four hundred a month lease. Twenty foot yurt. No. Uh, D writes, no electricity, no water, no heat or insulation. It's a cozy place for summers. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to compost your own stools. <laughs> it's not five, twelve thousand $12,000 or something, right? Yeah, it's the price, eh? That's if she was, why. Is that why? I think so. Here's another one. So you're selling a used item at a new price and charging for doing the assembly. It's used. I looked at some of the inside photos of she uh, took the photos clever at clever angles, and it, it kind of looks like Shangri-La inside. Like <laughs> it looks beautiful in there. Beautiful, like, uh, tapestry and stuff yeah. everywhere. Oh, man. I'm going to post my yurt. You're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> Pretty soon. Like, yurt opinion. Ten minutes later, she's writing, you're entitled to your opinion. What the fuck's going on? I was like, rent's expensive. You should live in canvas. And, like, What? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I'm trying to get 30k would buy a nice 30 plus foot trailer. And then uh, poster writes, living in a yurt is much nicer than a trailer, in my humble, completely biased opinion. Why? I, I like, that's probably how he said it, eh? Why? I guess if you get bored, you can walk in a circle. <laughs> devil it's devil can cornea, at least. Hey, that's a good thing about living in a round house. And then, uh, then there's always these comments on here that goes out. Uh, this guy writes, looking for places to live in, having to battle with City Hall in Grand Forks, B.C. They took my 20-foot trailer to the dump, leaving me nothing. All aftermark, making the best wishes for the tow here. Tires fixed, the valve for the rim are old, and I hope that someone has a tire to replace. It costs to buy four tires. It's not available for now, thanks. Not a goddamn period or a common, the whole nothing. thing. Yeah. Just like here, push a button, write your words. Grammar immediately ten percent off. I think on anything you sell, uh, I, I could take commission to write some of these things for these people. He, he's trying to sell it under the yurt. Oh, yeah, in. yeah, he's sneaking in. Oh, that's my old trick. <laughs> Have you done that? Well, hey, does it work? Nice car for sale. I've, I'm selling a bike. It's no, that's a good idea. I've never right? even thought of that in my life. Yeah. Some hey, post on everyone's '89 Civics. I have a '91. Yeah. For a dollar less. This thing's junk. Yeah, Never this mind. thing's junk. That's what this guy just did. Well, Except he didn't write it well. That's clever marketing. Dude, if it, if he could only spell it, it would be so much better. Yeah. It can be very difficult to find a family doctor here in the West Kootenays. We were on a list for quite some time. Well, wouldn't you know it, we got one. And I said, here's my opportunity to show him my aches and pains. So I brought my back in, and I brought my wrist in, and I said, take a look at these things, Doc. I think they're broken. And he looked at him. Young fellow looked at him and he said, "They're not. It's your wrist isn't broken, and everyone has a bad back." I'm like, "Fuck you, buddy," about the bad back thing. But he he prescribed me naproxen for my wrist, and I said, "Naproxen? That's not really a, a fix, is it?" But I went and I took some naproxen a few days later, and I don't take these kind of pills, these hard drugs as they call them, very often. But three hours after taking this giant pill, I didn't feel pain at all. I could move. 
And I looked at my wife and said, what is this? This is amazing. She said, well... It's a drug. Your back's not actually fixed. It's, a, it's just a feeling that you have. So be careful when you're talking. And I said, what are you talking about? This is the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Please. Can you give me some more of this naproxen? Where do I get more? Hey, are you looking at me funny? Pretty soon. I don't need your judgmental stares. I don't need these people coming around to my house telling me I have a problem and I need to go to rehab. You think I'm going to listen to you, judgmental... Give me my naproxen. Real stories, real people, real stories, real people, real stories from 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 real people. Hello, I'm Gordon River, and I had a dream once. My dream was to own a hardware store, a homie family-friendly community hardware store that sells the white picket fences and the ball-peen hammers. I thought I'd be living my dream, walking between rows and rows of hammers, shining knobs of wheelbarrow handles, gazing upon fields of varying shapes and colors of cock. But instead, I'm having very little fun. I'm always counting, managing, troubleshooting. I thought it would be all wrenches and pipes. I thought my tongue would caress every specialty knob until it came in my mouth. Like every boy's fantasy, I suppose. But instead, I'm crunching numbers, trying to run from the ever-marching tax man. I guess it's true what they say, there's only two guarantees in life. Taxes. And, uh, death. 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 Please join me in sitting down with the Tar Holes, Mike, Ryan, and Ben. Sit down with me. We went to the damn pub, and we chatted about music, the scene, and uh, told a few really good stories. The Tar Holes have been headlining and opening up from acts in the West Kootenays for years. This coming next week, I believe, it's they're opening up for Comeback Kid, Cancer Bats, and Misery Signals at the Royal in Nelson. That's correct. It's sold out, so don't even bother trying to get a ticket. I've seen people doing some strange things for tickets, like, hmm, back alley, stuff like that. And still no tickets. No one's going to give up the tickets. But these guys got tickets. We're going to slide right into this conversation, right in the middle of Ryan explaining how they got tickets to this show and how they're going to be opening up for one of the biggest shows of the year. 
join me now, sitting down with the Tar show asked me like fuck I could probably go with my message it was like last September or October he thought he was doing it no shows were happening like in our vein you know for two years yeah. like we thought about maybe going solo acoustic actor so we get booking somewhere because that's all that you could get booked but uh, <laughs> but then they uh, it was like oh shit they're actually lifting restrictions like, oh shit this is actually happening and then the poster was released. They were already pretty much fully sold out, I think, two-thirds of the way. And then he messaged me, like, okay, you, you guys want to do it? And I was like, okay, if you want a fourth band. So I don't know if we're playing ten minutes. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but we're at least able to go now because we, oh, yeah. we're playing. Yeah. So that's might even get paid. Who knows? It was sold out by the time we like, hear about me. Like, it was already sold out. Yeah. 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 Sweet. We're doing that. Uh, we just played on Friday. It was our first show in two and a half years. Um, How'd that feel? It was awesome. It was pretty good, man. It was a good turnout. It was a Weimar schoolhouse. It was us with Ruiner and this band from... Uh, it's like these two guys from Corona called The Cavernous. It's like this like analog synth. It's like super hilarious. Like uh, Light show? Yeah, light show. <laughs> but it was, they were cool as hell. And, uh, and it was packed. And it was it felt really good to be back, but it was also like, fuck, playing live is hard. <laughs> Harder than I remember, man. For what we do anyway, I was like Oh my god. Yeah. I couldn't have played another one, I was dead. But that hurts quite the show to see you guys. Well, that's around. cool, yeah. I don't I don't know if uh, I've never seen it from the other <laughs> side, you know. From their upcoming release on Bandwidth Records, this is the tar hole. Wormhole.
player did Kovacs and down all the shows you're doing? Did he do any big shows like that you remember? Oh, tons. Opening yeah. for Daglo Abortions was fucking sweet. Uh, yeah. DOA. That was DOA. awesome. Yeah, uh, that Castle Guard show with Daglo Abortions was probably one of our funnest shows we ever played. Where was that one? Uh, it was at the. In Castlegar, the what's that place? Yeah. You know the woods the or whatever. The, the oh yeah, yeah. yeah that, it was like the last weekend before they shut down. Oh, and it, it, they didn't shut because of COVID. They just shut. It was way before COVID, but they decided they didn't want to do that anymore. And uh, so they got uh, for for the night before the last night, they got Dago abortions and us, and then our buddies Black Blood of the Earth. They they're like, do you know those guys? No, I don't know. They're, they're, the name they're sweet. They're like. Some Salmo, Casagar, and Nelson guys, like four dudes. And uh, anyway, three of us, everybody played rad. Everybody it was like well attended, but got, got to hang out with the, the bands after, jam with them and stuff. Yeah, after apartment. a party with like at this apartment, like right around the street from the bar. And there was just like instruments set up. As soon as we got in, there was like instruments everywhere. And we just started jamming with those guys. And it, was, oh. it was awesome. It was till like, awesome. the wee hours, yeah. Just all oh, kinds of stuff. Awesome. It was just like, you know, blues, jams, and whatever. Somebody would just start a drum beat, and like somebody would jump on. Like, it was just rotating. Like, the, the bassist from Daglo was playing drums, and then like, some, and the next thing, somebody would jump on something else, and it was like, it was pretty cool. I bet you those guys do that shit all the time when they're on tour, but for us, we were like, oh, oh that's got to have a taste. It leaves a taste in your mouth. Mm-hmm. To do it again, yeah. eh? Yeah, and it was like, I, st- I don't even know whose place that was. You just ended up at this place at no point. It was like right was around the, there, right around the yeah. corner from the woods. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And it's about. up above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maggie's mug. It was called Maggie's mug back in the day. Now yeah. it's a taco place. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay, taco. Derek's house. Yeah, must be. Some boys. Hey, how's it going? So this is Mike, the drummer in town. Hey, Mike, how's it going? It's my friend Jamie. Tim, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> how's it going, bud? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on, Ed? You made it. Oh, I did. We were just talking about the uh, the after thing after Daglo and Casagar the one time going oh, up to yeah. Jam. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember Four Blind Mark standing there for so long, and then finally you were like, "Hey, do you need a place to sit down?" Yeah, the the drummer for Daglo is blind. No, I didn't was. know that. He, I didn't know that. he can see. Yeah, now, yeah, apparently. he got fixed. But forever, oh. like, his, his name's actually Blind Mark. Like that's his name on the records and everything they put up. And now so, he can see. Yeah, he, so, he told me about it that night. He was getting. He was flying to Texas and getting stem cells shot into his eyes. And it worked. And it worked. It was cool. It was cool how he uh, just his whole thing. Like he feels around and he's like got his like you know walking stick and he just fucking like knows where everything is like on his kit like it's all yeah he used my kit that day and I helped so he like sat down and I moved a couple things for him to get him where he liked them and then he showed me those uh, you know the wing nuts that you use to screw your cymbals on with there's these press button ones that you don't have to screw on they just oh. you squeeze them and they slide on and then you let go and they lock and I bought them and <laughs> after I saw them because they're so convenient but it's because he's like I can't see the wing nut so I was like this is easy because I can just squeeze it or whatever uh, yeah wow, it's pretty cool crazy. yeah so like, now can... yeah but he told me that night all about it he said he'd already been down to Texas a couple times and he was going again and he said that he could start like it wasn't dark anymore he could start to see bright lights and stuff like that and it was like there was like signs that it was working and I was like that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he worked his ass off as a blind yeah. drummer became an amazing drummer yeah and then yeah, like, he's a sick scene. sick drummer yeah, yeah. really sick yeah. and then a couple so years cool. later I read an article about how blind marks not blind anymore yeah. And they just put a new album out like yeah. any, like like now. It's probably 
if it's not out yet, it's coming out like any time you're on vinyl. Just doing a big plug for Dayglos here. They're yeah, on yeah. tour right now too, with DRI <laughs> and uh, Citizen Rage. I think that's, they're probably coming to the area. Are you guys going to tour? I don't know. I would in the winter. The perfect time to go driving never. across Canada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never uh, have. We never have. You know, we've been a band for like ten years, and uh, circumstances of like that's when my family was starting, and Mike's family. He's like that few years behind me kind of or two boys same scenario but like his his oldest is the same age as my youngest you know yeah. and uh and it's just like yeah, things, things have done and then covid so shit just never really let us do it but we got, it, we got a record coming out this year yeah oh yeah i own a roofing company so it's hard in the summer for me to get away yeah yeah um i have a company yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm here every day <laughs> yeah if you do I was thinking of this because Kootenays is like getting busy. Yeah. If there's a circuit here, like at least because you have the Rossland show. Yeah. If there's a place in Castlegar, there's a few places in Nelson. If you went up to Caslow, even Selmo, Selmo, Selmo or Weimar, hit a whole bunch of them. Yeah, we played Selmo, Weimar, Castlegar, Rosslyn. We played those places. Yeah. Do people show up all the time? Depends. You know, Weimar is always the fucking best. Weimar's the best. Weimar's the best. Because you get the Salmo, like the people we know from Salmo. There's people right in Weimar, and it's not so far from people like Blue and us. And, um, and we even got uh, the Ros. Some like well, uh, Sean from Toaster. He's from Castle, right? Yeah. He was out there too, and uh, Austin from Roslyn was there. So we got people did come. Yeah. Come around. What's kind of happening with all the bands now? Is everyone feeling the thing where you gotta tour or create your own shows? Um, because you guys are just hopping on. It's just like too too much That's right now. We're, like I've already said no to like four yeah. shows just for April. We played Weimar last weekend and it was packed and people were going crazy. I was like, I thought we were going to the school. Monster, it's like, yeah. It was great. The floor was shaking. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, your sound. I was, I've been listening to you guys. It's got. What would you say before I today? What was your what are your influences? Would you say? Uh, well, I think that all three of us have different influences, which kind of creates like yeah, a melting that's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's like thrash influences, grunge influences, just fucking like rock yeah. influences. Like. I'd say, that, and even on our own, outside of the band, we're not really listening to a lot of the music that we play all the time, too. I think like I was a hippie for a long time, and I, you know what I mean. I like that stuff, and I like the poppy, melodic stuff. But, yeah. but when we play, I want to play hard and heavy, and I want to thrash. You know. Yeah, I'm like my musical tastes are like super varied, but I like same what Mike just said. Like I, when I write, it's always like a kind of like a vehicle just to be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's feels good. Yeah. Get that get that dad anger up. Yeah. The dad yeah. rage. It's better than beating your children. Everybody start a punk band. Yeah, start swinging at other things. <laughs> kids. Yeah, when I was listening to it, I got that same feeling about when I first heard like raw Nirvana, territorial pissing sort of back in the day where I felt like kind of clenched my teeth and I sat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to drive. Well, I think if Ben was to say, probably not to speak for yeah. you, but Nirvana would be a huge one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We actually, it's the only time we ever played a cover set, we did a Nirvana cover set once. It's like listening to it, it was like, man, I wish I, it made me want to like experience what it was like before they became in radio. Yeah, because right? you hear it all the time. Super energetic. That, like, it was good. 
Like, yeah. Before that, it was like, what? what I just I saw a cool video from 1990 with them playing in a record store. Oh, yeah. And it was like, that's what it felt like. It felt like the old basement shows we used to do at KCR. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty cool. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, I'm sad that I can't get to see the show because it's fucking sold out. So. There's going to be a bunch, more, of, a bunch yeah, more. There's a bunch I su- more. I highly yeah. suggest if you're into this kind of music, um, May, I think it's May 19th at the Royal. It's a Thursday. I know you got kids, so maybe not. Every day is the same day. <laughs> Every day is the same day. It's Groundhog Day. <laughs> so, in like however many days from now being the same day, uh, it's the 19th of May, and um, this fucking rad band from Victoria called The Dog Indiana, they messaged me. Like, we met them through Massive Music Festival, which used to happen every year. Um, it's happening again this year. It's happening again this year, usually in September, late September. Yeah, and uh, anyway, hung out with those guys, had some beers, super, like loved their music, bought their record, and they uh, they reached out to me and said, hey, can you put put a show together for us? We're on tour. And I think they got a new album out or something. And so it's us and them, and it's like really complimentary, but different enough, and I'm... I'm super stoked on that show. I think that speaks to the question you just asked about what are the local bands doing? Is it worth trying to tour? Are we trying to book our own shows? Yeah. Nelson, to me, seems like a place that's it's between Calgary and Vancouver. And that's why we get all these Tuesday and Thursday shows. Yeah. It's bands traveling, trying to pay their gig, fill their tank, and get a little bit in on the off night while they go to the... So that's just kind of the way the cooties are. And, you know, we, we don't get a ton of Friday night shows. And we don't get, you know, with the big bands, the, yeah. the big touring bands. So there's a lot of us opening for acts midweek or trying to put our own things together on the weekends when we're the headliners. And we're, yeah. yeah, That's kind of the way it works. I hate being the headliner. Though. Yeah. If we can headline but go first, that would be rad. <laughs> play the longest, go first. Yeah. See ya. Not even. No, not let's even. play like a half hour, we'll call ourselves the headliners. Let's get drunk after and watch some rad bands. Yeah. That's what we like to do. We, had like, we rolled into the show on uh, Friday and... Ruiner was there setting up. Like Tim and Chris and Roger were setting up, and they're like, "Oh, you guys are you guys are like on last." And I'm like, "Fuck!" And then you're like, "How am I gonna stay?" Sober? I walked in. and I said, "What are you setting up for? You guys are after us." <laughs> and they laughed at me, and they said, "You should have got here sooner." <laughs> What's uh now? How long have you guys lived around here, Uh For me, it's been like 18 years, I think. Yeah, I think I've been here the longest of the three of us, but not by much. You got here like a year or two later. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like 17 probably. Yeah. yeah. What's some of the craziest shit you've seen happen? Um, Cause I find it in the West Cooties, man, for some reason, the mountains move. Crazy shit happens and no one ever hears about it. Like, one time I was... Like bears and freaking elk, oh yeah. deer, all these shit. Oh, well, I was going to say one time I saw at a, at a festival there. I was at this uh, woman, it had, it had rained. I saw her walk up to a puddle, pull her dress up, and squat, and give herself a hooker bath. <laughs> in a puddle. In a puddle. In a, in a murky, muddy puddle. At a festival in front of everyone. Yeah. That was like the first year living here, and I was like, oh, welcome home. <laughs> nice to see you. Tire holes. Tire holes. All of them. I'll pick that one. Coca-Cola. Yeah, I'm glad it's sorry I'm late, but I can make it up. Well, I'm glad you did too, man. 
It was like a, I was kind of like a little bit of a yeah, we, pass. Just I was like, I'm way too busy this week to get that done. And then I, I was working in Castle Guard. He's like, we're going to be at the dam at 5 o'clock. We're going to be driving by at the dam at 5 o'clock. It's perfect. It was meant to be. It was yeah. meant to be. Crossed so, the mind and said, it's the only yeah, place to be. Thanks for finding for the Cosmic Center, man. <laughs> Cosmic Center. <laughs> There's the hippie coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's that old hippie. It's a pointy roof. Don't worry. <laughs> He's getting killed by Angry Dad every year. <laughs> yeah, right. It's an internal fucking battle of the angels. <laughs> My shame meter is pretty low, so I got a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it actually ties into. I'll tie it into the band at the end. Uh, so my wife and I were in Barcelona, and uh, we had we had been there. For, we had been in Spain for weeks and traveled all around. And we were at the tail end of our trip. It was like it was literally our last day. We. We're staying at a hostel, the Kabul hostel, which is pretty rad. And uh, we, the night before, we hung out with all these American dudes, and I was just telling them all these crazy stories, and we're all laughing. And I had told them like, uh, anyway, all these crazy party stories. And I was like, "Fuck, let's go to the bar." We go, we, we go to this bar. I buy them all around of shots. I do a shot, just puke all over the bar, and then uh, um, wake up the next morning and we gotta catch a flight but our flight isn't until the afternoon and we're, so we're just hanging out in the uh, in the hostel and in the in the bar area in the hostel and they serve these fucking ginormous pints we're like one liter of beer in a mug you know they're huge so me and my wife just start pounding them we're like oh, we just gotta take a bus <laughs> like we had to take a city bus not like it wasn't like a chartered like it wasn't like any it was like just put money in the thing like a normal civilian and uh, we drank so many of them I made the mistake of breaking the seal uh, <laughs> right before we left the hostel and I'm on the city bus and I'm looking at my wife I'm like I got this so bad and she's like just hold it hold it I'm like too late pissed myself we're talking like two in the afternoon on a fucking like Wednesday it's like filled with it's filled with like grandmas like and it's like these weird u shapes so I'm just sitting across this old like Spanish lady just like like I got my backpack vlogging the thing like I was like I was like Brian pulled the fucking dink dink like next stop and and I'm like what am I gonna do and she's like okay well it's too late now so we get out I left a big puddle like in the seat and and uh and so we it doesn't stop there and uh so we get out and we're like, I'm like, I'm like freaking out trying to, cause I'm like, now I'm just like in the middle of like, Barcelona's like fucking city. Yeah, right? how do you say pissy pants in Spain? Yeah, I don't know. I never stuck around long enough to find that one out. But, uh, but I get out there and it's like a city hall building and there's a bunch of bushes there and I have my backpack so it's like, I can finish my piss and change. And I'm like, and I'm getting changed and I'm thinking I'm all covered and when I turn around, it's like, it's like town square. It's like five lane traffic. It's like five lanes going one direction traffic. And I'm like fucking buck naked in the middle of the afternoon with all these cars waiting at a red light watching me do all this shit. Nice. It's your up, man. That's cool. And uh, my wife was just like laughing at me and embarrassed at the same time. And uh, so anyway, uh, I, there's a song on the new album called Piss. And it's... Uh, it's a thrash song that just, you probably won't understand the lyrics if you listen to it, but it's all about all the places and times I've pissed myself. 
and that one's in there. That one's in there, embedded in the lyrics somewhere. Oh yeah. I think about stories. The best story I have from on stage was uh, a few of those massive festivals ago. A few years back, we were playing the massive festival, and my drum set, my personal set, was broken as shit. So I told Nelson, he's a local promoter, Nelson from Nelson. I don't know if you know that guy. Yeah, you met him, right? Yeah, yeah, the Addits. He's in the Addits, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was one of the originators of the Massive Festival. So I said, Nelson, you guys got a house drum set? I need a drum set for this set. He's like, oh, yeah, I got a great kit for you. No problem, no problem. So back then, there was two stages side by side. And so when one band would play finish on one stage, another band would start right away, and then and then we'd switch out the gear on the other stage, you know? And so... So the, we were, it came for us to switch the gear out, and I said, where's this drum kit? And he said, it's over there behind the stage, just go get it, and I walked over to get it, and I picked up the bass drum, and it felt like a, it was made out of like loose leaf paper. It was like the lightest <laughs> little, I don't know, it felt like a child's drum set. And I'm a smasher, I hit really hard, you know? And I was like, oh, this isn't, this is gonna go well. And we were nervous. It was I, don't, I was nervous. It was massive. I wanted well, to yeah, like, of course do it, you know, do it. There's always thing. nerves involved a little bit. And we got up, and I couldn't even like deal with it because there was a band playing, and I was trying not to draw attention to myself. And everybody was rushing around to get it set up quickly. And then like we set it up, and we started into our set, and like everything just started moving right away. I, <laughs> I broke the floor tom immediately. The leg came <laughs> off of it, and it fell over. And the kick drum was moving away from me every time I kicked it. <laughs> was moving and moving and it was so light like I, there was nothing I could do and um, there's a band from Edmonton called Man Meat Saskatoon or Saskatoon Man Meat and uh, <laughs> props to Man Meat they, uh, there are a whole bunch of uh, cool ladies and they came up and the drummer from Man Meat saw my floor tom fall over and she ran up and I like kicked it out of the way so that I could try to get to my bass drum that was moving away from me and she ran up and was trying to fix my floor tom for me. And I said, I was like, no, 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 it's the kick drum, it's the kick drum. And she like, I've never seen, it was the coolest thing. She bent down on her knees and just grabbed the bass drum and plugged oh. her here like that. And like held, held it, it for the rest me of the song. while we like finished it and like, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's my that's my favorite tar holes and, on stage. Yeah. And one of the best yeah. things about that show too is like, uh, Ben got outfitted with this huge Marshall amp. I got outfitted with this huge Ampeg bass, like freezer, like eight by ten speed. Like, and then Mike gets a paper drum kit. <laughs> but it was like it the, was like the best. The uh, the bass drum had rolled over, so that my pedal wasn't even on the ground anymore. It was in the like it was off the ground sideways, and I'm like kicking it in the air. You're still playing it, yeah, like, yeah, like, like turned yeah. over, and I was like playing it sideways, and like <laughs> people still come up to me. Are you the guy that was kicking that kick drum? That was like, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, stop. So that's the terminal video I always wanted to make was. I wanted to like have Mike come up to somebody and be like, "Hey, do you think I could like blow your drum for the set?" You know, and then just have like a crazy thrash song where he's like, just playing the drums the way he does. Like he just like it goes back to the guy that borrowed, like let him lent him the drum kit, and just see his face kind of like, oh, or he's the guy on the bass drum. So then, (laughs) and then go back to him, just like. So I was, so I was mad at Nelson. I was like, why would Nelson? Like he knows how who I. I mean, like, I was like, man, I can't believe he gave me that drum set. I was like, so mad at Nelson. But then everybody was talking about it afterwards, and I was like, damn, Nelson did that on purpose. 
because he knew it was going to be a good show. With like, watch my D just, just smash this drum set. <laughs> he, he was like sacrificing <laughs> the, to the god, the drum set. Yeah, it was, Mo's, it was Moe's drum set, so he was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, classic. Cheers to the master guys, those are good guys. Cheers. They've been supportive to us for Forever. the whole time. Ah, cheers. Clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Actually, um, so, was maybe like the year before, maybe like 2018, I think maybe. It was like, the we, there was the Misfits, and so we did the Nirvana tribute thing called, and we called it Tarvana, and, uh, and I met him that night. That was Halloween, right? right. Oh yeah, we met him in Nelson's yeah. fucking kitchen that night. Yeah, he was at that show. The that was show. the first time he saw yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was rad. That was cool. Then there was like, um, Patty from, well, you know the punk band DOA? Yeah. Patty, Patty drums. He's like, Patty and Mike are like local guys, but they are have been the bass and drummer for DOA now for good six or seven years yeah, like, a while for and, sure. yeah. and uh, anyway Patty they're playing the Roxy tomorrow in Hollywood Patty and a cool. bunch of really? local guys yeah. they are hey? yeah, yeah, oh, shit. that's pretty cool eh? um, anyway they start, They did like a bunch of those guys did like a Misfits tribute which was fucking killer Chris Mansbridge I, Castle, killed it Castle Gun show, yeah. he's Castle who else that was yeah, Kevin Castle Corbett Gun. Lightform he's an artist in town he's, he's the one that's actually the doing rats. the uh, he did the the cover work for our last release and for this one that's coming up too so shout out to Kevin for sure uh, yeah life on check him out he's, he's amazing sick artist rad musician the Kill Rats yeah that's just their band now yeah so they got a they got a new band that we get to do a show with in July at the Royal and uh, it's like they're like it's Patty Duddy that guy we were just talking about from DOA and and Kevin Lifeform and then and Victor Victor, Victor Olnick used to be in uh, Black Blood of the Earth yeah, so those guys, they, I can't wait for that one because they're they got a whole like, like just the, they got like an almost comic book story, you know? It's like a bunch of like hoodlum guys, like like yeah, they like try they break into a lab or whatever and then like fuck around and the the rats like they get attacked by these radioactive rats or something. I'm probably <laughs> oh, doing yeah. this wrong, sorry, Kevin. But uh, but anyway, I'll just know like the costumes are sick. Like yeah, it's, it's like it's awesome. gonna be great. And I'm like I can't oh, wait sweet. to do a show with them because they're like I kind of like think of them kind of like our musical brothers. You know, it makes it's like it's like it has to be us for this one. <laughs> and I want to even maybe I'm hoping that we can even have him out for one of ours like before that even Kevin oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah we'll see stay, stay tuned people maybe stay tuned maybe it'll be a pre appearance from, from the Kill Rats from the Kill Rats we'll see uh, they got an album coming out sick artwork like totally like comic book motif um, super colorful and the tunes are hilarious it's all like That's it's all like uh, super like like old school horror movie like references you know from like uh like uh, Tales from the Crypt and like uh, oh fuck drawing a blank right now but it's all like crazy those old like you know campy like horror movies and shit like that like uh, Kevin, Outer Limits and the Twilight Zone yeah Kevin's Kevin, you know like fucking Return of the Living Dead like oh, yeah. all that stuff you know like it's all like he's like super into all of those things so the 
the lyrics and like the songs are like punk and like super hard but then the lyrics are fucking hilarious it's basically sometimes just reciting quotes from the movies and things like that but it's pretty sweet yeah so looking forward to that that combined cool. that combined with their visual stage appearance is going to be a super fun show so come out to that one that's like oh, yeah. July 23rd so, no. like, so earlier than that like 19th or 16th I wish I knew stay tuned you know, there's lots of time we'll be updating we'll be promoting daily we will promote the shit out of it yeah <laughs> when it's time I went and got my degree in record production and and took it out west and actually worked I, I, I got a day job in Vancouver working in an office and I got an internship at a really big studio and um, I was working nights for free and the promise was that when the next engineering chair opened up like the second engineering chair would be mine and in the meantime I would intern for a few months and like learn it and be around it my first day I cleaned up after Elton John I was like I was okay like this. it's like cum rags everywhere yeah. oh <laughs> I mean, what it's just super super three empty three empty one liter chocolate milk that's it like I drank three liters of chocolate milk Okay, that's crazy. But, uh, whatever, but. I, uh, so then we were, I went together with a buddy, and we both got kind of decent gigs, but they weren't paying us. And then we were doing our own thing. We were working with high school bands, because that was it, the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And, um, auto, like digital recording, Pro Tools, that was all new. Yeah. And we were, like, on it. And we were auto-tuning guys when auto-tune was really hard. You had to like spend time and tweak it. Now the algorithms do it for you, you know. Yeah. But like, we used to have to like go through every note and like bring it down and up and like. And uh, that's what we did. We made money auto-tuning bands. And <laughs> you got it all right. Yeah. And like I don't know. That was crazy. My my buddy had a nervous breakdown. He worked in a really big studio with a guy. They were doing all that new metal like that. Uh, I don't even know what those bands were. Like was, no, like after that, there was like a re-wave of metal in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that, like soft metal, college yeah. metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's that? Breaking Benjamin? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he worked with a producer that was doing a lot of that stuff. And that guy had a studio in, in the Sunshine Coast and they were doing that stuff. And he went crazy. He had a nervous breakdown from working out there all the time, always on, no money, like intern, because it was the way that they oh, put yeah. you. And honestly, uh, the industry was so ugly that it made me hate music. Yeah. I stopped playing music. I gave it all up and I left. I went and became a tree planter and a hippie, you yeah. know? <laughs> and then I like I started playing acoustic guitars and hand drums and stuff like that, you know? And then it, I stopped playing the drums for 10 years, probably at least, until these guys called me and then we started, I started playing <laughs> like, the kid again. And like, yeah, but sounds good. Like, got the job. <laughs> we got the job, bud. No, we had jammed with them. Uh, just clean up the coat. Yeah, it's back there. We had I don't need jammed. <laughs> but it was the uh, yeah that process going through college and you know doing that, thinking that you're. I, I it, it basically taught me that you have to separate money and art. Yeah, that's the thing. You can't loving your art is great and you should do it your whole life. But don't try and make money on it. If it makes money, great. But don't try and make money. Find, I'm a roofer now and I'm happy. And I'm happy to play my art in this band, you know? And it's like a good balance, but like, you, you, you made like 65 bucks the other day. <laughs> I, did, I 
it in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That guy gave yeah, it cost me thirty. To, it cost me thirty to drive my gear there. Oh, I call that. A, if you make a dollar, you're fucking in the black, buddy. It was worth doing if you make a dollar. We covered gas and beer, but uh, but yeah, like that's just like. That's what, it, after like trying to go through it, yard and all that stuff, and I feel like radio is the same way. Radio, it's just like, it's like a dying industry that's being held on by all these people that are so tunnel vision. Yeah, yeah and, and none of it's about like art. Like big syndicates no, none of it's too, right? It's like a massive syndicate that owns all stations. Yeah. It's just like... And it's about stepping on the little people, and you know... Yeah, you know, we're a local station. How many local bands are playing on you? Yeah. How many? Zero. Zero. They're, they're playing the fucking same songs from 1989. They're playing it's ridiculous. Uh, Radio Gaga. I know. <laughs> I know. I love that song, but I shouldn't hear it every goddamn day. Because of the <laughs> irony of it all. The irony is lost on people. Yeah, it's so they, They're listening going, Radio Gaga, yeah. Radio Gaga, yeah. You know? It's, it's lost. And like they play One Man Army by Our Lady Peace. It's the worst song ever written in the world. Ever played. I don't care what anyone thinks. I hate it. it you know, came, comes on, I'm like, I'm fucking. Yeah, crazy. I saw. What that day? I got a rain made a story. You want to hear a story? When I was. Uh, you want to hear a story? Here goes. <laughs> they used to rain their own festival, like the Canadian Lollapalooza. It was called Somersault. I don't know if you guys remember that. Okay? So the first year they did that, the big show was Molson Park in Barrie, Ontario. Right? The big stage. And so we went there, we drove up from Windsor as teenagers, and we went, and then we went there, and on the side stage, we saw a really good artist named Sterile was her name, I don't know if you remember her, but she was really cool, and she had a really cool band, and we were smoking weed, and this big bass player was there, and he was like, he like was pointing at us with the weed, and he was like, come over to the stage after, so after we went back, and we gave them a whole bunch of weed, and we smoked them up, and they gave us their backstage passes. They were like, we're out of here in an hour, here's our passes. We're like, sweet. We took the passes backstage, and so this is there was three stages, three side stages, and then the big main stage. There was like lots of bands. It was a huge festival, and it was all Our Lady Peace's thing. It was their festival, and they were the headliners, and they were the big dog. And we were we, me and my friend Gina went backstage, main stage, to hang out and try to see some famous people. And we were hanging there with like Garbage was there, and like Butch Vig was there. He's a big record producer. I was like super into it, and then. Rain Maida rolled up on a golf cart looking for his assistant and he found this chick and he screamed. There was like 50, 60 people around in this little kind of like beer tenty area and he like rolled up and he found this girl and he was like, get the fuck over here. And he like, he screamed at her. He made her cry in front of all these people because he couldn't find his hairbrush. Oh. And... I was like, that was the first warning sign that the music industry isn't cool. But no. I never saw it. I should have like taken that red flag, you know. But and then the net he comes out with one in Man Army. Yeah. Oh, so fucking terrible! I, it shows that he hates people. I uh, <laughs> I did security for uh, um, what's that fucking man? Our Lady Peace, yeah. Our Lady Peace. Uh, <laughs> at my high school, they're fucking twats. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were terrible. Like they're just like not cool at all. Oh, I saw him do Dear Prudence. Oh, shots fired. Yeah. Fuck you. You can see them this this summer in yeah, Charles will what's be opening playing? for Our Lady Peace this summer. <laughs> in Grand Forks, Canada's medicine. Yeah, at Grand Forks. <laughs> Sponsored by the goats. Hey, we, <laughs> we should do an Our Lady Peace cover set, like the Tarholes. Turn all their songs into hardcore. 
We'll call it like your daddy war. <laughs> Where's, my Where's my hairbrush? One man. Where's my hairbrush? One man Tommy. Uh, <laughs> your daddy war. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck those guys. Um, they had fifty thousand people at Molson Park that night, and the rain was coming in, and they didn't want to play in the rain, so they gave up headlining. So that they had to, so they could get out of there. I would do the, the exact same event. thing though. Can we go on first and play a half hour? <laughs> 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 like 55, 60,000 people. <laughs> um, but it was sick because oh, what they did was they gave it to the Chemical Brothers, and the Chemical oh, Brothers, yeah. like we were like doing a rave in the oh, rain and the lightning, yes. and like yeah, it's fucking yes. cool. It was we're cool, so yeah. good for everybody. Yeah, hey, Ray made it might be sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, oh, that really backfired on us. And he brought out. That was the last time they. He brought out Edwin from I Mother Earth and like everybody booed him. <laughs> Canada's cream of the crop. Eh? Yeah. What an embarrassment. Forget but about all the rest of The funny of thing was that I Mother Earth played their first show without Edwin that day too. They brought their new singer out that day and Edwin was like starting his solo career or whatever. Really they were really good. They were they, they were really good, but uh, that's funny. Our Lady Peace and Edwin, I was like, wow, these douchebags deserve each other. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Nobody ever heard that band <laughs> except for you. My mother No, I, I thought about like an Edwin solo project. Oh yeah, yeah. Weimer, uh, Weimer yeah. schools, hundred bucks for the schoolhouse for a night. Yeah, that's what <laughs> they told me. We rattled that building on Friday. Yeah, it was, the floor was shaking. The floor was the shaking. Floor was bouncing. Yeah, it was bouncing for sure. Why it is? Ruiner was playing and also, everybody was going, and I was thinking about yeah. how thrashy we were going to be, and I was like, we're going to break this. Room. How many people were there? Do you think? I don't know, you were there, it was packed. It was 60? Like, no way. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't even, maybe more. There was more. a huge crowd outside, like we had a fire outside, there was probably 20, 30 oh, people, like time. by the fire. It just, yeah. just kept exchanging, you know? It's, yeah. not a, it's not a super big room. No, no, it's when not you, a big room. Have a set. Oh, so but we played in the old laundromat when it was half size, like, that was like 60 people, 50 people max, but oh, we packed that. it and filmed the music you video. You can see a video on yeah. our... Well, that's on our, Piss, right? Yeah, that's Piss, that's the one that I just talked about. You can see that video on our YouTube. This. Yeah. This. And you can check out our earlier recordings on Bandcamp, Tarholes slash Bandcamp, or Bandcamp slash Tarholes. Whatever, Google it. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> From their upcoming release on Bandwidth Records. This is the Tarholes.
have this tray of mints that I found sitting in the corner of my shed, studio shed. And I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice if Bobby stopped by? And look, I opened the door. There's Bobby. He said, I smelled your mints from Revelstoke. Would you mind if I come in? And I said, I've been dreaming of this moment since the day I conceived myself. That's right, I gave birth to myself as well. And now I get to sit around with Bobby telling some stories. I had a guy pull over. I passed a guy driving up to Fort St. John going 130 kilometers an hour in an 84 Honda Civic. As yep. fast as that thing can go. Ooh. And I guess a rock flew up from my tire and hit a guy behind me. And he must have followed me for like 30k, 30k into Chetwind. Pulled in behind from me. Fort St. John to Chetwind? Like in between there, like yeah. Fort St. John. Followed me to the gas station. And he, I got out of my car, he got out of his car. And he goes, hey! You flew a rock when you passed me and it hit my windshield. And I said, oh yeah? And that's it. That's all that happened. He went back to his car and took off. Sure was worth the drive. Yeah. To make his point. Came through the clear there one night. I wonder what he was thinking though. Like, what was he thinking would pop out of there? You'd probably just reach into your pocket. Yeah. Give him five one hundred dollar bills. Yeah. Oh, I hit your windshield. Like you just I'm, saw this poor. I'm, so, I'm sorry for deliberately throwing a rock at your windshield <laughs> with my tire. <laughs> yeah, I'm so like, clearly that was my intent. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I think he felt like I would I was gonna care, but when he saw me, I clearly didn't care. Because obviously I didn't have a single cent to my name. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving that <laughs> a yellow one. Yellow Honda Civic. I'll trade you my car for yours. Mine is yeah. a windshield. Take everything I have. Yeah, you can have it's already in that gas tank. You can have all the bodies. In I'm the on my truck. way to get more funds. Have <laughs> 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 you ever been stuck driving up north? I don't like driving up there anymore. No, I don't like that uh, white not, court part. Oh, that's a long, desolate road. Oof. We're driving to the movies, to, to Fort St. John, to the movies one night. And my girlfriend had just gotten her driver's license. And there was a truck tailgated us for probably 25 kilometers with his high beams on. And if you know the road to Fort St. John, you know there's those like three super tight corners in it. Yeah. You have to slow down for yeah. it. Dead man's corner, someone called one of them. And he pulled out and passed on one of those corners. And went straight into the ditch. Oh, he did? <laughs> I felt like that was one of those situations where we were somehow to blame. Because <laughs> he was mad? Because he was mad because he had tailgated us for however long up to that point and finally found his clearing and passed and went straight in. Yeah. Yeah, a nice lesson about anger on the road. That's how you break your hand. I've seen a few accidents on there. I've stopped from like one, just from a distance to peer over the shoulder to see if the person was... Everyone's okay? Okay. Bye-bye. 
See, I've done more of that here. I've stopped to look for bodies here more, I find. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, on the highway here, I find I've. If you're driving late at night, especially in the wintertime, you'll always see out of the corner of your eye smoking glow in the ditch. And you, got, you get out and you're like, well, in there. I gotta stop and at least see if everybody's out. Did you? Have you done that? Three times. No way. In like the last two years. Did you find anyone in there? Nope. All three times vehicles were empty. Jeez. Yeah. That's a nightmare of mine. Yep. All Driving with a whole bunch of kids straight into the ditch in the snow. Yep. And you're like, man, all those times I could have brought a saucy blanket and a can of beans. This is why mom and dad said, pack your winter boots. <laughs> all the time, pack your winter boots. I don't have time for winter boots. You can't, all I have room for is You can't wear flops. pajama pants when you're driving in the winter time. Yeah. Fuck you, mom and dad. Have you ever been to West Edmonton Mall? Yeah, have you ever been to West Edmonton Mall? Have you ever driven there in bare feet? The pajama pants selection? International clothiers? You're supposed to shop in your pajama pants. At a pajama pants store? Mom? I feel like life has evolved into just pajama pants. Yeah, times in between them. There's no longer a reason to not wear pajama pants, really. There's a point in time where we had to look presentable. Now I feel like... It's acceptable, and frankly, it's the most comfortable. It is the most comfortable. That's why they shape. Take today, for instance. Did you jumping know? on a trampoline? Ten times more fun in pajama pants than denim. Oh yeah. And listen to this. Pants they make these days are like pajama pants. The jeans, the pajama pants of old, pajama oh, jeans. they were like the jeans of today. Just hard, stiff for a pajama pant. Oh, but they also you know, had a really thick waistband. Thick and waistband, they, yeah. If you fell asleep in those bad boys, yeah. And they had that waistband, that corrugated waistband. <laughs> you know that one, the double string, and you were just. Yeah, that was, that's a bad waistband. <laughs> yeah, I got a pair, a nice pair of uh, Wranglers, and I, sh I cut them into short shorts. But it's also almost like you have to be riding a horse. Like, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Does it hold your hips together? Like your hips... What it feels like is, you know, that ass <laughs> fat around your tailbone? It's like it squeezes that together. So if you're riding something, maybe it, your tailbone won't get hammered as much. So what is it? That's why they walk like that, too. I was going to say, I can't think of any <laughs> practical benefit. <laughs> maybe, That's the only thing I can think maybe of. Maybe it's tailbone like, protection. Yeah. They're way ahead of their time with that technology. Yeah, it's almost like the uh, that one back thing for people who still have to be movers. <laughs> 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 I'm 150 pounds overweight, but I still have to be a mover. Yep. I didn't even think my way through. <laughs> uh, no offense. No offense. Uh, nope. Nope. Hey, I plumb. You paint. Hey. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> it's not too much there either. And my back hurts, and I should be wearing one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
but because we're not in the movers union, we can't find the fucking way to buy them. They should have a union. No, nothing over 50 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should have a thing. Like, If a guy can lift 300 pounds, he should obviously get paid more. So you should get paid by the amount you can lift repetitively. Like or you 100 pounds more? 10 times, you're like a behemoth. Or you're just paid per pound. Or you're paid per pound and you move. Right? If you're, so you if you're a mover, everything's weighed. Fitbit. There you go. Done. Yeah, or have a competition with two different trucks. That way you'd have guys working hard. Yeah. The guy who does it fast gets an extra 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And the guy that has the most in gets 200 they have Fitbits that weigh, weigh their arms. Their arms weigh down a bit more. Every lift. Yeah. But like then that. I could just stand at, the t- at a table. Doing chin-ups all day. Fucking cheaters, man. I'm sick of them. There's always a way to cheat the system. Oh, it's difficult to come up with a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so hard to be great? Fuck. I don't know. I did have mozzarella cheesies. I stuck by that one. Do they exist now? No, no. But a marble and a mozzarella what cheesy. What would be the difference? I, I, not Cheeto. Like not a not a cheese puff. We yeah, have not an air. Isn't that a tiger? Cheese. I'm talking about the Hawkins cheesy. Oh yeah, the, the really hard good ones. traditional cheesy in a mozzarella. In a, oh, that would be. It. I would. I would definitely buy that. Just a, that big bag of white but if the Cheetos guys because there's a Cheeto well they already got lots of Cheeto yeah what if they put it black and white striped <laughs> and the black part is like black licorice or like sh- actual oh I can't think of much worse than black licorice black licorice and cheese cheese <laughs> <laughs> Cheetos this would sell like crazy And that's why people end up selling their bodies. They come up with the, the best idea they have, and it doesn't work out. Yep. And they didn't go to trade school to have a backup plan. And even Much still, like sometimes then, they go, I could suck my way out of this. Yeah, now you gotta suck your way out of this problem. The problem is you suck yourself. And I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of someone that I know. Name myself. Not going name myself. But you're pretty, pretty soon you're sucking on like ten dicks at once. <laughs> We've all been and there. We've all been there at a time or two. <laughs> you just look up into somebody's eyes and go, why are you doing this to me? Why, why am I doing this to me? Why are you watching, Dad? <laughs> You're supposed to be helping. Yeah. You're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't pay so much for me to suck your dick. I wouldn't be sucking it. Yeah. My price is, I've thought about it. Hey man, I'm gonna kill your family. You know, reach one hand under between my legs and put it yep. in my hoop. With the other hand covering the walls and your hand stroking from all the way. <laughs> the shaft on top, lubed up obviously. Yep. Or I'm gonna kill your family. Yeah, of course I'd perform that act. But for money, a million bucks? No. But then you're getting in there. A million and a half, yeah, maybe. Uh, 100,000? Yeah. Maybe 10,000. Uh, 
just going one dollar at a time, you're like, one, no, two, no, three, no. But there comes a point where yeah. it's like, one yeah, million, if you start from a dollar, one million three hundred thousand two hundred seventy-nine. Yeah, maybe. Like someone asked you to take, take a shit in public. I did. Like spray lakes, whatever. Hmm? Canmore. I mm. shit on top of. The reservoir was super low. Oh yeah. And we were playing a roby, and I ran as far as I could out to catch one. And then I just had a mad case of bubble guts. <laughs> and it was just time. I didn't have much to do. So just shit in the middle of the lake on the hill. You're standing on a hill? Yeah, it was like a little was like a little dog turd pile there. Yeah? Were people yep. looking at you? Several. Nice. Yep. You did what you had to do. Shit, my pants got hit in hockey in men's league. Running down my from all the way to my socks. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I just had to take my underwear off, walk, showered up, went back out there. And I was like, "Who's who, what's that smell? Someone fart?" And I went, "Oh, that's what that is." Because I realized I couldn't figure out why I was like, kind of wet. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, know and then you someone else them. smelled it first, and oh. I was like, "Oh, that wet stuff's shit, guys." And then I wasn't too ashamed of it. That shit my pants. I know, but shit your pants without knowing it would be a different thing. Like at any time I've shit myself, I've clearly known it's happened. Yeah, it's that day that where you don't know. Yeah. What's I've only can't be me. I've only had one good shit of my pants as an adult. Really? Yeah, (laughs) that was at a green elevator. Were you shoveling? No, no, I was, we were, you know, I was plumbing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And you shit your pants plumbing? Yep. How ironic. We were putting in... Like a turd or like, or like your... Oh, no. Bumpy no. stuff. No, no, no. Like a full, a full shake out <laughs> the bottom of the leg. And I just remember running to the office to try and make it there in time. And then stopping and there was a maybe 500 meter grass field between the office and the elevator stopping in the middle of that grass field and just kind of hunching down (laughs) (laughs) and just accepting oh yeah that's what had happened (laughs) just hunching down in a ball for a moment and then calmly getting up and walking the rest of the way to the office Oh, I'm trying to <laughs> shake this shit out of the bottom of my legs oh. without getting it into my work boots. Oh, man. Uh. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> unlike, unlike your hockey story, when we got in the truck, nobody asked if I had shit my pants. No. I just announced that. Hey, guys, I just want to let you know what's going just, just heads up. It's a little embarrassing. It's not that embarrassing. Yeah. Once you accept that everybody does it. Yeah. Right? A friend of mine, he went, oh man, ha ha, I'm going to shit my pants. And then he goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what? I actually think I just shit my pants. I'm like, that's what you said you were going to do. <laughs> he's like, yeah, but I thought it was going to be a fart. <laughs> you announced and then he turned it. it. 
pulled his shorts, his uh, <laughs> underwear down, it was an actual turd. Yeah. <laughs> decent size. Like a solid turd. Like a solid turd. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I could understand if it was a spray. But if I know, but it was a turd. <laughs> 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 oh, shit, my pants. <laughs> Just, <laughs> a solid, proper log comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna go shit off the railing, guys. No, don't do it. I'm gonna do it. No one cares, though, really. No, but it's, I mean, we shitting off the railing. This conversation came up, like, I want to say about a year ago with a group of friends, and I just remember <laughs> somehow it came up, and they're like, Oh, have you? I was like, Yeah, like the grain elevator thing. And, and the one guy's like, Oh, when was that? Like last year? And I was like, no, 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 that was like 10 years ago. And he's like, oh, I shit my pants like three times a year. Yeah. <laughs> and the look his wife gave him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one time we were landscaping. And there was a golf course there at that place. They were on the eighth hole. And we didn't like the way they looked at us while we were digging holes. They're out there having fun, fucking golfing away. So we said, we're sneaking back in here. We're going to shit in that hole. And we did. We snuck onto the golf course. <laughs> shit in it. And while I was shitting on it, one guy's pissing on me. He thought it was funny. <laughs> so we started yelling. Ah, yeah, fuck. Like, you're pissing on me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and we filled it up pretty good. And then the security guy got us on the way out. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? So I heard some commotions out there. Oh, no, nothing. We are just leaving. So he was happy we were leaving. He didn't know what we did. He didn't give you the old, somebody shit in the eighth hole. No. Can you imagine? <sighs> I wonder how often that happens at a golf course. I thought it was perfectly original. But then you think about it. It seems o- obvious to do. There's nowhere else to shit on the course. And it's how funny is it when the guy picks up his <laughs> I know. He makes it a putt. And he goes in and his ball's covered in shit and he has to touch it. Yeah, when was the, it would. You might not have to touch it. No, but you have to touch it. touch it. The ball. If it was a good shot, you're touching it. Yeah, and then you know it's human shit because animals don't aim in there. If they do that. No, because you're right. Because I would think, well, it could happen by chance, but no, because if a human shit in it, you would take the flag out. You would shit, and then you would push the flag back through the shit. Oh, yeah. That's how you know it's a human shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pin it. Yeah. Yeah. We had some pictures of it. The actual shitting act. I shit off a bridge. In Wainwright. Well, Fabian. Alberta. Shit off a bridge uh, that shit stayed there for. I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> Did a you month. go check? It, well, I just so happened to have a friend who was working for the uh, municipality at the time. And he wouldn't check. And he would check. He would check weekly, and it made it about three weeks that shit stayed. That's pretty good. But then clearly something took it because it was shit, 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 no shit. Someone took it. So, someone, someone or something, and now that you say that, I'm leaning on someone. Someone took the shit. What someone if some, took the shit. Have you ever considered a Sasquatch? 
don't. I just want to put it up. But what would a Sasquatch do with shit? Analyze it. Find out what you've been eating for their own technology. See how far along in the human species has evolved. See if they're catching up to it. Compare it again to past trials. Do you hear that sound? It's the sound of goings on! The goings on. April 26th at the Royal in Nelson. Comeback Kid, Misery Signals, Cancer Bats, and The Tar Holes. Tickets are available nowhere. Friday, April 22nd at the Royal in Nelson, Toaster is playing with White Queen. Go see that and help yourself to a great time. The very next day at the Royal, Fide Vilches Trio with Steve Mark and the Marksman, the Royal. That's April 23rd. Well, let's continue on. Finley's Bar and Grill tri Metallica Tribute is Saturday, April 30th. I've said that event every single time I've done this podcast. And now it's actually happening. April 30th. The 2022 Caslo Jazz Festival, the Summer Music Fest, July 29th to 31, Caslo Bay Park in BC. Featuring Green Sky Bluegrass, the Dead South, Crazy Ford, Ocelli, Moon Tricks, so many more bands. This is a staple in Caslo, one of the greatest festivals you'll see around. Go to it. The Real Sickies with Old Wives and Smelters, the Flying Steam Shovel. That's May the 6th, a Friday. Well, yeah. This one sounds awesome. Wine Lips. With guests at the Flying Steam Shovel, June the 30th. It says Mushroom Death Sex Summer. Hey. One of our pseudo-local bands is out on tour as well, D.O.A. The closest they'll get is Nearby. Not here. Nearby. And then guess what? They'll play here, so keep an eye on them. Dan Mangan, All Together Now Tour, May the 7th, Spirit Bar. Donovan Woods, May the 6th, Spirit Bar. Ocean Alley with guests, June 14th at the Spirit Bar. B.A. Johnson, The Skid is Hot Tonight, June 11th at the Royal. Stylust, May 20th. The Bloom Nightclub. Ron James live in Nelson, June 12th, Capitol Theater. Elliot Brew, June the 10th, Spirit Bar. An evening with Corb Lund, May the 14th. The Master of Justice Metallica Tribute, April 29th at the Flying Steam Shovel. The 23rd Annual Shambhala Music Festival. Start raiding your piggy bank, July the 22nd. The Brothers Landreth, who are supposed to be here at the end of January, I believe. They're at the Charles Bailey Theatre, October the 14th. The West Kootenai Smoke and Steel Car Show. Saturday, June 18th at the Gyro Park and Trail. The Dog Indiana is playing in Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Nelson, and Nanaimo. I'm playing Nelson. 0519, you do the math on that. 0519, if you have an event that you'd like to share on here, or if you want to run an entire events page, look things up for a week, all for free, let me know, wk in the wk at gmail.com, would love to hear from you. Thanks to the Tar Holes, thanks to Bobby and Kirk for coming on this episode. Really appreciate that you stopped by. Please go and give one to five star or four star ratings on wherever you listen to this podcast. 
It's probably not a good idea that everyone listens to it, but you know, some people have a good one. Sincerely. And if you see a Dodge Durango on the street, don't look at it. Just, you know, according to Leslie, who's, who sent an email in, just don't look at it. Pretty soon you're writing letters because your eyes are offended. And look both ways before you cross the street. And if a car's going too fast, look them in the eye the whole way by and shake your head slowly. <laughs>